Here's the thing that no one tells you about moving beyond trauma. By the word trauma, I really mean not what happened to you, but what happened inside of you as a result, whether you class that as a, as a real trauma, as people talk about it, or not. If you're new to all this, then you go listen to some of the podcasts and the, these topics come up again and again. It's a time when you felt overwhelmed in body, mind and spirit by what you were trying to deal with, when you felt completely outmatched by the task that you were facing in your life. Welcome to Moving Beyond Trauma podcast. I am Kate Brassington, coaching psychologist and trauma-informed coach, your guide and companion as we explore what trauma is and is not and demystify the myriad of ways that we can move beyond it to ease suffering and get the fun back. Hello and welcome to this special episode, bonus episode of Moving Beyond Trauma. Um, it's a solo one from me, which uh, is has been unusual because I've been having that much fun doing so many interviews. Um, but I thought I just couldn't wait until the end to do reflections and I wanted to bring to you an update of how the podcast is going and also the four things that I have noticed, four things I have loved best about what has been emerging as it's as we've evolved together and then some personal stuff from me. So first of all, how has the podcast been going? Well, um, it, there have, as I'm recording this now, um, there have been 800 downloads of 15 episodes and 43% of those are on Apple Podcasts, 24% are on Spotify, 13% are off the Buzzsprout site and 10% are on other web browsers, which is so cool. And I can also download this like kind of spy, super spy statistic thing, which shows you where in the world people are listening, which I think is really cool. So I can see that we have listeners in India, um, all across North America, in Canada, and in many, many countries across Europe, Ireland and the UK, which is just kind of, I know it's electrical magic, <laughs> just runs through my veins to think that this little idea of mine and these amazing people that I know could suddenly be in the ears of people all around the world with such an incredible reach and in only 15 episodes. Um, so, the most downloaded, um, this is, I'm only into these, I don't normally get into stats, but I'm into the stats because the Buzzsprout site um, does more for you. For £12 a month or whatever, whatever that I'm paying here. It's cost quite a lot to get this show on the road, which I'm glad to do. Um, as you know, I'm self-funding this. Um, but the, it's so worth it. The reach is just amazing and so fun. Okay, who whose is the most downloaded so far? It's Caroline Rogers on Free Up Your Mind and uh, by decluttering your mind, your body and your life. Um, and yes, she had two episodes, but even if you just kind of, if we go by single episode stats, because some people have done two, so I thought, well, that, that's not right to look at, you know, uh, accumulators for those who haven't done two. But her first episode got, has so far had 97 downloads, which is huge, um, and 49 on her first one. So her total at the moment is 146. It's a wee bit like prize day at school. Sorry about that. But I just love that somewhere underneath the soft and magical and vibrant nature of this podcast are hard facts and figures. And that's a really cool thing in the world of psychology nerding um, when you get some numbers into it. 
And then the second highest is Tracy Moyes um, with Boost Your Confidence Being Seen and Heard. Now, um, what I've not done is included the figures from YouTube, but some people were happy for their podcast episode to go out on YouTube as well. And Tracy's was, because her stuff is very visual as well, um, she's actually had a lot more listeners on YouTube as well. However, her um, big one was 78 and then her second one was 50. So she's had 128 downloads, which is also super cool. Okay. So enough with the prize day, kind of weird thing. Um, here are four things that I have noticed, the threads that I am drawing together as I've been in this totally pull position of being in it, being in the interviews and being fully part of it all, which, by the way, is a completely delicious experience. And if you're wondering about having a podcast, I would totally recommend it. I had no idea this would be so much fun. Anyway. Okay, so four threads that I've pulled through the whole thing. Um, one, here's the thing that no one tells you about moving beyond trauma. And again, if you've been listening to this for a while, you know, by the word trauma, I really mean not what happened to you, but what happened inside of you as a result. So whether you class that as a, as a real trauma, as people talk about it or not, or trauma with a big T or trauma with a little T. Um, if you're if you're new to all this and you go listen to some of the podcasts and the, these topics come up again and again, it's a time when you felt overwhelmed in body, mind and spirit by what you were trying to deal with, when you felt completely outmatched by the task that you were facing in your life. And this has an impact inside of you. We feel small, we feel constricted, we get physical symptoms, mental symptoms, mental injury. Um, we are impacted in some way by this. And what no one tells you and what no one told me is that you will be working through this for the rest of your life. There is not a drug, a cure, a fix it that will come along and take it away. Now, the magic, there's more magic to it than that. But I have been working with a few people recently who were kind of waiting until they were better. And there's this, I'm just going to blow a big hole in that for you and go, no. What happens is you, it stays with you. And again, as you've been listening to this, these episodes over time, like you live with it. It comes with you. But instead of driving your bus, jumping in the front seat and steering how you go through life, actually you're what has happened inside of you, you begin to work through it, you modulate it, you deal with it, um, it informs you, you often develop in amazing ways in response. So even if you'd never wish never that that thing happened to you, there will be still ways that you will have grown as a result. And this area of post-traumatic growth is super interesting and hotly debated area of psychology. Um, so you will also very likely to experience post-traumatic growth throughout your life as well. And the thing that I often end up trying to describe for people is this amazing spiral, which is a kind of model that, that I can see in my head. I haven't worked out how to develop it yet. And it's a four or possibly even 5D model. You've got um, the, this, the distance that you've gone in your life, how much you've grown. So this, this, this thing is like a double helix. Um, like the DNA helix, it's got an inner spiral going one way and an outer spiral going the other way. And in the two are the two tracks are connected, like little ladders going in between. Um, and so you can be in a downward spiral in one area of your life while you're in an upward spiral in another. And that's often very confusing because a lot of psychometric tests and um, diagnostics and stuff like that will often treat you like you are just one 
person in just one place in time, just one thing. Whereas that in actual fact, we can be in many places, really, is my experience. Um, but this thing doesn't just exist in your 3D um, space, but also 4D, which is time. Because as you move forward in life, you're going forward in time. Every now and again, you'll experience a trigger of some kind that'll bring you back to that moment in time because there is no sell-by date on emotions and the way that memory is encoded in the brain means that we will, can transport immediately back to that moment in time um, if if the correct memory triggers are, are happening to us. And so this experience of traveling through time as you move beyond your trauma is absolutely a powerful thing. And that's why I say, this will never leave you, but it will not ever stay the same. And I think that's an amazing thread that I've noticed coming through all of the conversations with all of the people. Okay, number two, the hero in the journey, which in case you haven't worked this out yet, is you. Everyone is on a journey and you're the hero in your own journey. The hero is never alone. And that really, like, take time for that to sink in. You doing some hard shit in your life. You're putting, getting through and managing and surviving and thriving and moving beyond. And you do not do that alone. And I remember when that, that first message really sunk in to the back of my head. I was talking with Dina Grishin about it, um, preparing for that podcast. Um, she did two episodes on the road less traveled. Um, and that is just so powerful. The hero is never alone. There are mentors, there are guides, there are magical items of equipment, there is knowledge, skills, people come to you through your life. And as you tune in to how you're moving beyond trauma, you will begin to notice where help comes, literally to those who ask for it, a bit sort of Harry Potterish. Okay, third one. Um, intentionally curating all parts of your life is self-care. I think there's a lot of BS talked about self-care. I think a lot of BS has talked about well-being. I think you don't, we don't quite understand how much work is involved in looking after ourselves. And we deprioritize it like mad, lots and lots of different reasons um, in our modern society as to why that is. I think particularly women, um, we've been cast for over 2000 years in a sort of subservient server type role. And it is quite fascinating to me to see how people who realize the value in curating all parts of their life can make this suddenly the each part becomes much more compound effect than the whole. So suddenly together, compounded together, you are having extraordinary impact on your life and that is through the self-care and the well-being activities the things that make your life better being absolutely intentional on how you curate that how you create and curate and take care like you're tending a plant that is growing um uh, the flip side of this, which I deal with a lot, and I think it happens a lot in hyper-focused, high-performance people, um, but also life after trauma can be harsh. It can be hard. Um, we can really feel like we're just grinding in, getting the shoulder to the wheel and getting on with things. Um, if you only look after one or two areas of your life, um, then the rest kind of withers. And so even if one or two areas of your life are thriving, um, it can really have a pull down effect on the other areas. 
um, it's a bit like having a plant which needs to be watered in de- different places all around it, um, but you were only watering in one area. The, the plant is just not going to do as well. Um, and that is an analogy taken from my years ago training as a relate couples therapist, where we really, where you, in that paradigm, you talk about how both um, people in the couple relationship um, get to water one side of the plant and they've you've both got to both tend and care for that one thing that joins you, which is the plant. So here in the self-care moving beyond trauma world, we're really looking at how do you intentionally look at those different areas of your life using the different models available, and which I love the wheel of life is the easiest of all, um, and really have a look at those different areas and put a plan in place, one thing for each area of life so until you are tending all of your plant. And this is something that I've noticed um, as a thread coming through all of the podcasts is that everyone who's come on has talked about not only their work in whatever way they take care of, bring their work to the world, but also how they take care of themselves, how they balance the different areas of their life. It it not only helps them be a thriving person, but it really empowers um, their work. So fourth one, um, taking the lead. The hero has to set off on the journey. The hero cannot stay in the broom cupboard under the stairs. Harry Potter didn't do that. And there was that moment in the Harry Potter story, if you're a Harry Potter fan, if you're not, beg your pardon, um, where Hagrid turns to him in the um, hut in the middle of nowhere in the wild storm and he says, well, are you coming then? And Harry looks a bit confused, looks around as if to say, uh, what, am, am, uh, am I going with you now? And Hagrid's like, do you want to stay here? And I think that is very powerful use of the the hero's journey metaphor, the the story metaphor right there, is that you get, you do get to take the lead. Trauma comes into your life. You really mainly didn't ask for it. And you are knocked to one side by it. And it takes you however long it takes. But there comes a point with everyone who I work with where you suddenly realize no other girl is going to do this for you. You are going to do this for you. And that's often where people end up coming to me. Unfortunately, I don't think it should be like this, but the, the kind of work that I do is a private activity. You can't get this in an employee assistance program or through the NHS or through your national health service. It doesn't exist that way yet. I think it should. Life should change. But that's that's a different story. Not for now. <laughs> um, And so people come to me having taken charge, taken the lead, as Andrew talked in his podcast episode. And here's the thing, you will not know that you feel like you know what you're doing. You actually will probably feel like you don't know what you're doing because all the stuff that you know how to do, you'll have done. And that's the point where you come and find someone like me. My dream for the world is there will be many, many more people like me. And even you, as you go along listening to this podcast and moving forward in your lives, will be able to start to spread this kind of word around. Um, I heard from someone the other day who said they, uh, as a physiotherapist, working with a client, um, and um, she said, and I trauma-informed this client and blew his mind. Like she'd been listening to the podcast and was had enough information to be able to make a difference. So this stuff is not difficult, but it's unknown. And there's there's no reason to change like that that should be like that. But when you take the lead, you probably won't feel that you know what you're doing. And that's fine. 
The other thing is I would say, don't wait. Like this whole thing about take the lead, step into the role, you know, lots of those metaphors. It's not quite taking charge or taking control. That feels more coercive, but it's just the lead. Step up, move forward, get into action, seek safety via action. Don't wait for a diagnosis, a medication, a new diet, something else to to come in and make the change for you. Don't wait. Like when X has happened, then I will feel better. Then I will be happy, for example. You've got to really move into action now and just step by step. And a a mantra that you've heard me say quite a lot of times is just 1% more. So just stepping 1% more, taking the lead of yourself, leadership of the different parts of you, um, and being your own action friend, which is my little phrase that I really felt was really vibrant as I listened back to those podcasts. Be your own action friend. Okay, so I promised that I would also give you some personal reflections. I think for me, um, this always feels so vulnerable, like I'm sharing the inside of my mind, which of course I am, to you kind listeners who are listening to it. I had no idea when I started this podcast that it would be, it would reach so many people. I had no idea that I would personally learn so much from each conversation that I had with my interviewers. Um, And I've loved that. It's been a wildly creative ride because I get to basically say what goes. Um, and I am so grateful to the amazing, amazing guests who have stepped in from all different areas of my life, which it's also been really quite affirming for me to see just how incredible the people that I hang out with. This, these, What I've basically shared with you is my tribe, or some of my tribe have got loads more, and just how, how cool are they? How cool are the people in my life? And uh, I've just really loved that as well. I hadn't quite... It's really helped me open my eyes to the the fantastic world that I move in. Uh, it's really, really moving. It's really powerful. And I'm just so happy that I got off my, um, you know, misery, I can't do this or whatever. You know what I mean? The think small, that I can't, whatever, problems. And I just thought, F it, let's do it. Uh, words from Richard Branson. And um, and was my own action friend in in this as well. So um, we're not done yet. The, there's still um, a few more episodes of this season to go, some very exciting ones. And then I've started um, already um, making arrangements with people for season two, which is something, again, when you start a podcast, you, you have dreams and hopes that it will will take have legs and keep going. But um, when it is actually doing that, it's really powerful. Um, and I can really feel there's um, a kind of grown upness that's already moving as we move through. Um, to the end of season one and into season two, um, where my people that are agreeing to come on podcasts now are um, leaders in their field um, of uh, psychology and business, of um, the world of um, healing and um, along those lines. So it's like the next level. And instead of a phone, like messaging my mates which has been what it's like and going oh I've got this crazy cool thing happening would you like to be you know on the podcast this is now hey moving beyond trauma is a thing when would you like to be interviewed so I can really feel the difference in me as I approach people and invite them to join the podcast and these are now instead of just my 
my dear friends, colleagues and people who I hold in high regard. These are external people who I just think, wow, like, you know, slightly quivering and weak at the knees as I approach them. And yet they say yes. So I'm so excited to um, draw this one to a close and um, be bringing you um, the episodes towards the end of this season. We've got Anna Stevens um, talking about fitness um, and we've got Yannick Jakob, um, who's existential, positive existential coaching and the amazing Paula Reed, um, polar explorer, who will also be um, coming on to talk to us. So I hope I haven't forgotten anybody. I think that's the last ones um, before we close the season. So there's about five more. Um, I'll be running a mini season then over the a mini series, would you call it, over the summer um, of little thoughts and reflections, just me talking about different things like sleep. I've recorded some episodes already, like around sleep, around fun, around play. So um, thank you. Thank you, dear, dear listeners for listening. And I will see you soon. Thank you for listening to Moving Beyond Trauma. If you found it valuable, please forward it to others and be sure to subscribe to get the new episodes when they release. You can find me on LinkedIn, Kate Brassington, and Twitter, Kate Brassington 3 And you'll find links and references to what we've covered in the show notes.